Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1029, A Reason to Feel Less Anxious During Times of Transition, by Chloe Kunzler with tinybuddha.com. Happy Friday, welcome to an award-winning podcast where blogs are narrated to you for free with permission from the websites. Today's post comes from a super popular blog called Tiny Buddha. They have courses and books. Those are all worth checking out. Now let's jump right into our post and start optimizing your life. A Reason to Feel Less Anxious During Times of Transition by Chloe Kunstler with tinybuddha.com. Quote, How ironic that the difficult times we fear might ruin us are the very ones that can break us open and help us blossom into who we were meant to be. Elizabeth Lesser. This past May, I graduated from college where I majored in environmental science. I chose the subject for one simple reason. I love learning how the world works. There are always strong connections to be made between humans and other species. Every time I hear a unique, astonishing fact about other animals, I feel more connected to the world around us rather than more separate. My last bewildering discovery came from the radio. I was driving in my car heading to the grocery store, but mostly in need of some fresh air. I spent the day inside applying to jobs and pondering the next step of my life. Riding along listening to the radio provided a source of calm. The segment was on NPR's Radio Lab and the subject was black boxes. On NPR's website, the hosts described black boxes as, quote, those peculiar spaces where it's clear what's going in, we know what's coming out, but what happens in between is a mystery, end quote. The hosts announced their first topic of discussion, a caterpillar's transformation to butterfly. The black box in this case is the chrysalis within which the caterpillar's body changes into a butterfly. We know the caterpillar and we know the butterfly, but many of us do not know what happens inside the cocoon. I was hooked. Sitting in my car, I had parked but couldn't turn off the radio. I wanted to hear what exactly goes on in the chrysalis. What does it look like inside the hidden chamber? Is it what I'd imagine? I predicted that within the cocoon, caterpillar cells begin to replicate on either side of the body in a symmetrical pattern. Maybe the wings curl around the body as they grow. I was wrong. If you open a chrysalis about a week after its conception, there is no discernible caterpillar. Within the chrysalis, the caterpillar actually digests itself. The enzymes released by this process create a sort of goo in place of the caterpillar. The creep factor of this for me was akin to watching Silence of the Lambs. The story was as perturbing as it was captivating. I believe what fascinates me most about the caterpillar's transition in a butterfly or a moth is that the original wormy fellow neither stays fully intact nor completely disappears. 
The goo is actually a collection of cells that replicate where they need to. The butterfly's organs, such as the antenna, the wings, and legs, all develop through the constant division and replication of cells that collect from caterpillar goo. Even more interesting, some species of moth have been shown to retain some memory of their caterpillar lives. The cells, therefore, hold qualities of their original character. The metamorphic process is evolutionary and it is encoded in the caterpillar's DNA. I do not believe that the small creature makes a conscious choice to turn himself into goo. Rather, he does so by default, just as his ancestors have been doing for millions of years. I know this logically. And yet, there's something abstractly beautiful about the concept. I love that the caterpillar trusts it will become a butterfly. It is willing to break itself down for a short period of time, knowing that the result of its self-destruction will be as grand and sensational as a butterfly or moth. What fearlessness required? What self-confidence? The caterpillar eats and eats for days, plumping itself up for the process of its own obliteration. That takes some serious bravery and commitment. Last month, I put on a graduation cap and gown, and I, along with millions of other graduates, took a leap from the comfortable role of student to something as yet undefined. One moment, I could define myself by my courses, my friends, and my ability to navigate campus. The next moment, it became a lot harder to define myself as my entire environment changed. I've been wondering a lot lately about where I'm headed next. Is there any clear-cut path or formula? Looking on Instagram and Facebook, it seems that everyone is confident in their post-graduation choices, whatever they may be. I feel that I am somewhere in between, applying for jobs, but still unaware of my first step and uncertain of the specifics of my future. For example, where do I want to live? What types of people do I want to surround myself with? Where do I want to work? More specifically, what type of work will fulfill me? The questions are normal, even necessary, but hearing about caterpillars, I realized something important about how I've been navigating my transition. I, along with many of my friends, have been envisioning my life thus far as having two separate stages, one during college and one after. The first stage we view as preparation. We feed ourselves with the tools necessary to grow just as the caterpillar does. After college, we expect to become a butterfly. On top of this, we expect the transition to occur rapidly and effortlessly. Before I graduated, I had a lot of anxiety about remaining active and engaged after graduation. Looking back, I realized I was desperately scared that I'd lose myself, that the transition would seize the me I knew and morph me into some worse version. But what if these fears ended up being more dangerous to my growth than the transition itself? When I view this period of time as my black box, instead of feeling anxious that I will lose myself, I feel excited by the opportunity to rebuild. I trust that whatever is contained within the black box is still me. So what if it gets a little gooey? Times of transition are meant to be gooey. We are meant to settle into ambiguity before we are able to achieve clarity. This mentality has helped me to take positive action towards starting on my new path. This doesn't make it easy. My identity is undergoing a breakdown of boundaries. It can be scary. I do fear on some level that, like the caterpillar turning to goo, I will lose everything that defined me, other than DNA, of course. But however scary, it can be more fruitful to spend time in the black box than to rush the process of becoming a butterfly. During a time of transition, it's important to give yourself space and time to break yourself down and settle into the uncertainty of the moment, to take a pause before stepping forward. Maybe the caterpillar has it right. Before becoming a butterfly, the caterpillar loses all structural integrity, 
He does not fight to keep his body as it was, nor does he entirely disappear. Instead, he changes form while maintaining essential parts of his former identity. In the end, he builds himself back up as a better version of himself, this time graced with a pair of wings and poised for flight. I'm confident that after time in the black box, I will emerge more capable, more mindful, and more me. If you are also in a black box, having just completed one phase while preparing for another, know that nature provides these spaces for a reason. These periods of transition with all of their anxiety and ambiguity are critical to our growth. There are times in our lives when the best place to be is inside the black box. You just listened to the post titled, A Reason to Feel Less Anxious During Times of Transition by Chloe Kunstler with tinybuddha.com. I'll leave you there for today. Thank you for being here and listening every day. Have a very happy Friday and start to your weekend if you're listening in real time. And I'll be here over the weekend where your optimal life awaits.